This podcast is part of the Midwest Podcast Network. Find out more about our other shows and how to support our network at MidwestPodcastNetwork.com. Welcome to the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. I'm your host, John, and here with me today are Brian. Hey. And Alex. Hello. Today we're going to talk a bit of game news before talking about Donut County, Spider-Man, and Destiny 2 Foreskin. This episode is brought to you by Surge and 7-Eleven and their delici- delicious beverages, as well as M&M, Snickers, and Kit Kat, uh, green tea Kit Kats. But not really. But not really, because we don't have sponsors other than our awesome patrons on Patreon. Speaking of which... The Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help us keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at Midwest. I'm sorry, at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Uh, if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show, check out MidwestGamers.com slash links. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback, which you can send to MidwestGamers at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Before you continue, I'm gonna I'm gonna switch things up. Do it. The horror movie yearbook podcast at horrormovieyearbook.com this week covered Maximum Overdrive, the film written and directed by one Stephen King, the okay. only the only movie that he has directed. It's very good. People should go listen to that. On top of that, Gone to Texas is done. The season three wrap up episode came out yesterday, and uh, it's been it was a good season of a preacher, and we hope it gets renewed for season four. But go listen to our final thoughts there. And uh, other than that, who knows when you'll hear Nick and I again. I'm sure it'll happen sooner rather than later. In but... two years when Westworld Season 3 <laughs> comes out. That's the thing. It's either Westworld Season 3 or Preacher Season 4. Or they are actually doing the sequel book to The Alienist. Really? What's it called? The Angel of Darkness. Hmm. Uh, and they're getting the cast back so i think nice. we will probably try to cover that as well on our alienist recap podcast so that's pretty rad that's what else is going on on the midwest podcast network and uh yeah more details at midwestpodcastnetwork.com cool um yeah so other than the games i mentioned in the intro there what else have you guys been playing anything uh, i have a bunch so if you don't i can talk I don't have much, but I can go over it really quickly. Okay, go quick. I played a couple rounds of the Battlefield Five beta. Yeah, what'd you think? It looks really good. Um, <laughs> That's it, though. Feels Everything good. else sucks. It it just they some of the changes they made with Battlefield One, like the semi regenerating health and like being able to spot everyone super easy. They took that stuff away. Now it's like. You don't heal over time. You have to get med kits or be healed, whatever. And, uh, like, people can hide a lot easier, which I think is way more beneficial to that game. Cool. Um, yeah, but I don't know. It's World War Two stuff. It feels really good. Sounds good. Um, I may check it out. I'm really curious about the, uh, like, Battle Royale game. Play mode that the they're going to have. Yeah. I don't think it's going to ship with the game, even though they did delay the game till November to uh, get it out of the way of uh, Call of Duty and Red Dead. But they said they, the reason they gave for delaying it was to work on the Battle Royale mode more, I think. Okay. It well, was weird. Maybe they're let going me, to launch it. Let me pull it up and, and make sure time. that I'm not talking out of my ass, but 
But I, I think it's going to be awesome in th- that game. Like, if any engine is built for that style of play, I would say that one would handle it the best because it's already made to support 64 players. And just having the destructible buildings and stuff is going to be awesome. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm excited for it. It doesn't look like they necessarily gave it particularly specific uh, reason for the delay, other than just we we're postponing it. And I think that was in like an earnings call or something. But it was just like a four week delay, which is fine, honestly. I don't think the later holiday season has all that much coming out because no. everything got pushed to like January 29th and February 22nd. So. I mean, October is going to be pretty nuts. Yeah, yeah, but like the rest of the year cleared out because I think people were like, well, we're not going to be ready for holiday, but we'll put it out in February right. and now everything comes out next spring. I feel so. like there are other things coming out in November that I'm looking forward to, but I can't even remember them. So. I'm sure there are, but... Yeah, October is definitely the big month. Yeah. And September, honestly. But uh, did you watch any of the... Call- I know there was a Call of Duty... Um, uh, battle royale trailer that came out uh yeah it was it wasn't like real gameplay as far as i could tell okay but i think but they it, did it was, it was details like 64 players yeah it's 64 teams players four. teams of four um it's just like a giant ring of fire that's enclosing around everything so it, ca- it kind of seems semi-realistic that way <laughs> like you know not yeah, really. rather than just a toxic <laughs> cloud or whatever. Yeah, not, not an uh, electrical storm or whatever. Yeah. But um, besides that, I don't think there was much of anything, really. Yeah. Alex, what have you played? Uh, Not a whole lot. I did pick up, several weeks ago, Picross S2 for the Switch. Okay. It's very good. What are you pointing at me for? Of course I remembered something else. What, well, hey, go ahead. Well, I'll wait till John talks because he'll probably talk about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, but other than that, I don't think I have purchased or played much of anything else. I haven't had a lot of time. Just more dead cells, but we've yeah. beaten that horse. So, Yeah, we beat the shit out of it. You could say it's so, dead. Yep. Except it's not dead because dead cells is a great game. <laughs> uh, I've been playing the shit out of Into the Breach, like nonstop Good. on the Switch. Like every night before bed, that's what I've been playing. That game can be so infuriating sometimes, though. Uh, I've been playing on easy just to kind of get my my feet back in in the stirrups there, uh, and I really really like it a lot. My main my main pilot that I have keep going back in the timelines is like a total boss now, mm-hmm. and I've got him like completely maxed out. And I just I actually went through, I played a couple of a couple of timelines like where I just got to the third island and decided like I wasn't going to do the end. I was just going to do the third island, and I just got smoked. <laughs> So I just went back in time, came back, started over, did it again, did the did the first two islands fine, got to the third island, and finally it was just like, fuck it, I'm just going to try and beat the game. So I went to the last level and did it, and like it scales to your ability or whatever, yeah. which is cool. Uh, beat it on easy, felt great about it, went back, started over again, and just I keep learning different maneuvers and like getting different weapons to mess around with to like figure out how I want to play the game. And mm-hmm. I just I the more I play it, the more I love it, and it it feels so good on the Switch. It's like perfect. There aren't touch controls. Okay. Uh, I know you were asking about that, but it's uh, regardless, like it just it feels it feels great on the Switch, and it just it just makes me want more tactical uh rpgs like that sort of thing like i would love if they could just give me final fantasy tactics or tactics advance or tactics advance too like i would be so happy um 
specifically Final Fantasy Tactics, like the original one, would be great on the Switch. I feel like because it's a much larger game. Um, but yeah, it's 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 awesome. It feels great, and I'm really happy with it. Uh, and also, oh, did you want to touch on that too? Into the breach? No, I mean I've talked about it before. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Did you get it on Switch or no? No. Okay. I might eventually if it goes on sale or something, but I don't want to spend full price or pay full price on it when I already bought it at full price. Gotcha. On PC. Yeah. Yeah. I also um I do this thing when I buy games on the Switch and like I it's always like it it's gonna cost you fifteen dollars or whatever, so I put like twenty dollars in <laughs> like on my account to buy it, so I have like an extra five bucks to float. To buy you into buying to, another to buy thing. In the next game. You know? It's like I'm like <laughs> yeah. banking this money. I do that too. Um and I, I bought the messenger today, and I bought it like with fifty dollars, so I had like thirty banked. <laughs> so I heard the messenger is really good. Um, it's it is very much like it, like a traditional like Metroidvania, Castlevania, like on Nintendo style. But from what I understand, I'm not I haven't gotten that far in it, but um, th- it has like a time travel aspect to it where it goes from eight bit to sixteen bit, yeah. which is pretty cool. And um, I'm excited to get to that point. But right now, it's just like. It's it's kind of brutal just because like the jump mechanics like you the, the way you you can double jump by like you jump once and you attack and as you attack you have to hit the jump button again and then you can jump a second time so it's like kind of hard to time those properly yeah uh, I wish it was a little bit easier but um, yeah it's it's cool it's it's fun there's a skill tree to it which is something that those eight bit games didn't really have so it's nice to have something introduced in you know in that sort of uh, uh, aesthetic that is more of a modern take on it. I heard it was very Ninja Gaiden. Yes. Like the original. Not it the reminds me a Xbox. lot of that. Especially like the wall climb function yeah. that you get like pretty early on. Like it's very Ninja Gaiden. So uh, yeah, it's cool. I'm excited to play more of it, but I'll have to get past Into the Breach a little, a little bit more because I'm still hooked into that. Like I, I bought the Messenger. I stopped playing Into the Breach, bought the Messenger, waited for it to download, went back to Into the Breach while it was downloading, then like went to the Messenger to play it when it was finished. And then I played for like maybe an hour and, and I was like, I just can't stop thinking about Into the Breach. So then I went back to Into the Breach for like another hour and then I was like, okay, I got to make dinner and then I got to go podcast, blah, blah, blah. So, but um, yeah. And then uh, the new operators dropped for Rainbow Six. Yeah. So we played some Grim Sky the other day. Um, I Maverick is sweet. <laughs> like he's really sweet. He's the both torch guy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't like his gun because I feel like it's just I don't I don't Which like single. Which one did you do? I did. I tried both. I like the the full auto one. I don't yeah, like the. I, I like his single fire one. I think that's the best feeling DMR in the game. Yeah. I mean that that's a gun that you would dig for sure. Just because I know I know your play style, but I don't I don't like uh, single fire like semi autos. I prefer like full auto guns. How you get game. a potato with one bullet at a time? Exactly, you can't. It's impossible. Yeah, that's that's always been my downfall with those sorts of characters. Yeah, um, I did play as Clash as well, and she was she's fun, but I feel like she just doesn't quite have enough going on. Maybe I don't know. Yeah. Like the shield is cool and it helps you kind of hold out a little bit if you get stuck. You know, I got stuck she's in a kind corner. Of a, she seems like she's a little, little bit of like a late, late in the, late in the uh, phase. Like she, she, like it'll all come down to her if she stays. Like basically, yeah, because yeah. that's what happened to me. Is like we were playing and I ended up getting stuck in a corner. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I told, I had the whole other team was in that corner yeah. with me. And I'm like telling the rest of my team, like, "Hey, uh, flank. I'm stuck here with literally the entire other team. All you have to do is like throw a grenade in, and you're good." And like everybody died. 
Yeah, every, and then everyone <laughs> ended up dying, like because one because one of their other guys went around and flanked and got them, yeah, and then else. they came back and they were all like they literally all surrounded me and started teabagging and everything, and I was just like, <laughs> okay, like so much for that. That uh, yeah, all all they have to do is just punch you and it's game over. Yeah, and it which knocks, is yeah. really annoying um, because I, I feel like the uh, electrical charge thing runs out too quick. I just feel like it's too weak. They'll balance it out a bit, I'm sure. You know, like. This is the first week we release, but I feel like with these new operators, they've always tweaked them fairly quickly to be like, okay, this didn't work out the way we anticipated. Yeah, and, so. and they'll need to, because especially with the like the the punching flinch thing, like yeah. Clash is like if we go off of character lore, Clash is like a riot police. Like mm-hmm. a punch is not going to stagger her. Yeah. Like she she should be able to not to that point, right? She <laughs> should be able to hold that shield in place and be totally fine. Like that's her whole purpose is to be like the front line of defense against like you know the fucking bad guys like she should be able to take a punch on the shield without flinching and getting shot in the foot yeah. like that just doesn't make sense to me and maverick like his uh his blowtorch is like i you can't fucking hear the thing man like mm. it's just like you literally burn a hole in the wall and then you just peek your gun through and poke someone in the head <laughs> with it like and they're dead like it's so cool you, you can see like little sparks i think yeah if you're looking but yeah it's but most people aren't silent. most people aren't paying attention to that like they feel like oh a wall's reinforced unless like we hear like hibana's uh little uh pellets going off kairos pellets going off we're not going to pay attention yeah. or if we hear thermites thing we'll you know we'll, we'll look over to that wall but you can't really hear his blowtorch was that so. by design like is yeah. that yeah he's meant to be like silent okay but yeah, it's uh, you make very small holes for yeah. the most part before you you run out of fuel when you have to yeah. like, reload but I, it. I like the idea. You're used to the small holes. That's why. You, yeah. <laughs> I like, but I like the idea of like you could literally you could stand there with the blowtorch pointed at the wall and hold down the blowtorch button and just strife left and like cut a line in the wall yeah. and then like your whole team can just be peering through that hole and just like, brrr, yeah, like that's a terrible idea. Wipe a whole clan out. Like it's just it's. It's cool. He's he's good. He's a good character for sure. What but yeah, I was doing with Gladish a lot is like he told me to, to put a hole on the floor. So we would just put it on the floor and then lie down and peer through it and shoot people in the feet. Interesting. Because <laughs> yeah, people no, don't look. Because then the yeah, floor. nobody's gonna look down there to to shoot yeah. through to hit hit you guys. It, I had a lot of fun using that character. Clash was fun too, but um. The fun wasn't really from using the shield. It was more from her gun. Like, I mm. like her two-burst machine pistol. She yeah, has. that's pretty cool. It, it tears things up pretty good. And, like, when you are actually using her gun, the shield is on your back. So people can't shoot you straight through the back. That's cool. But they can, I think, hit most of your legs. And yeah. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that was the other thing I played. We played that for, like, probably three hours or so well i hope to join you guys again soon it was fun yeah we had traveling a lot and shit so hopefully i get to play yeah but yeah so that's i think pretty much it oh the new levels pretty interesting oh yeah hereford base is pretty rad the redo yeah the redo is nice it's it's wildly different (laughs) like there's no there's no comparison at all Mm -hmm. other than the name like if it's it feels as big as uh what was the one that dropped in parabellum uh, the last one I can't think yeah, of it I now. Can't remember what Villa, it's called. Villa, yeah. yeah, it feels a lot like Villa in terms of size, um, but it's not quite as confusing as Villa can be. So, yeah, but overall, it's pretty rad. Um, nice. Yeah. So let's talk news real fast. All right. 
So, um, I had a news story in here. Sony Japan is finally saying goodbye to the PlayStation 2. So there was a... Uh, sorry about this little thing. R.I.P. There's uh, an August 31st deadline that people had to fill out an online form and get their PlayStation to the PlayStation Clinic in Japan after uh, before September 7th in order to get their PlayStation 2 serviced for the final time. But they are now officially ending service for a console that came out on March 4th, 2000. In it's so September insane. of 2018, that's pretty good. So I, I just, yeah, I think that's pretty rad. And that was probably one of the last PlayStation or last pieces of like game hardware that was like super solidly built. And it wasn't granted that you were going to go through one in the five years that it like was out or whatever. Yeah, like I feel like nowadays it's like, oh, got to buy a PS4 Pro because my launch PS4 probably won't make it. Like that's how I feel about consoles. Since the 360 and the PS3, anyway, but the PS2 and like the Xbox and the GameCube, yeah, I feel like they're gonna work till the end of time. So that uh, hey, remember when consoles came out in Japan first? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's changed too. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm glad I was. I'm glad I don't have to make my reservations at Babbage's anymore. Yeah, I, I was walking through. I was walking through Oakland Mall the other day, and I walked really? past the GameStop, and I was like, "How was the fallout man, cloud?" Used to be. <laughs> it's, it was. There were more people there than I've ever seen really? in the past several times that I've been there. Wow, so I interesting. Think it might be coming back up, but I did walk past that GameStop. And I was like, "Man, that used to be a Babbage's." I remember when like. They had the shelves in there where they were just like two games per shelf on it, and it was yep. just a bunch of used Madden ninety eight or Madden twenty. <laughs> like it, it uh, certainly man. was a different, different uh, look to those the were the there. days. Yeah, yeah, I used to go to Software Etc. instead, mm. but I think they were all owned by the same company at some point. Oakland Mall had a Babbage's and it had a Suncoast at one point yeah and it was always across the street from best buy basically so it was like we could just cycle yeah all three and they had a kb toys for a long time too mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah that kb toys is great yeah they had one of those in southland mall too yeah but anyway uh goodbye to the playstation 2 it was a nice 18 year run and uh Sad. i never owned one that's a shame i never it's... owned a console till 360 hmm the PS2 was a nice, nice console. Even the mini one. Yeah, they the mini good. was the shit. Yeah, it's. It was like I mean, it was like maybe the size of like an old Discman. Yeah, but it was a PS2. Yeah, yeah like I've it was. It. it was the size of like the Sega CDX, which is crazy. But it, it was had, like as big as my iPad. Like a little it bit. It was thicker. smaller. <laughs> it was a little Definitely. bit thicker, yeah. but it was like a smaller footprint. Yeah. 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 It was cool. All right, uh, Brian, this is the one that you picked out. Yeah, apparently no one had 100%ed Doom 2 until now, 24 years later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Um, John Romero officially tweeted, after 24 years, somebody has found the final secret. Mm -hmm. Apparently the secret on level 15 that no one could figure out um, required getting sh- like pushed into a teleporter by an enemy you couldn't yeah. just enter it on your own that was the only way to get in you could stand on it but it wouldn't do anything yeah. but if you got hit into it by an enemy then Which it would actually work really wild <laughs> so and, and and apparently it was it took 24 years for somebody to finally like document that because people had like 
uh, no clipped through it, you know, yeah. and like found the actual section in the level, but nobody knew how to legitimately get to it until now. Yeah, and people just thought it was nice. a glitch because of that, but it wasn't. Yeah, so that's that's awesome. That's crazy, but it's cool. It's cool that something that's 24 years old could still have secrets like that. It just makes you think, like, what other games have secrets like that? Yeah. That, like, yeah. you're just like, okay, like, what what kind of shit are they going to figure out about Destiny 1 in, like, 20 years, yeah. you know? Who knows? Those little things that, that, pe- that, the, that the creators put in just to, like, maybe nobody will find this, but right. it'll be fun when somebody does, that kind of thing. Yeah. Honestly, Destiny won't be online that long, I feel. Yeah, because that's true. Probably not. No. Bummer. Yeah. <laughs> No, it will be, because all the people that are butthurt about Destiny 7 will be like, it's never been as good as it was in Destiny 1. Yeah. That one will be called Destinies. I feel like they won't have any more Destinies beyond 3, but I could be wrong. I don't know. That'll be their 10-year plan. Yeah. And they can just throw it away and make another game that's incomplete. We'll do like like Halo, and it'll it'll (laughs) it'll be Destiny Infinity, or Infinite, or whatever. All bungee properties end up in the same graveyard. Yeah, and owned by 343 Studios. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anything else on this one? Not really. No, just cool. Yeah, I just thought it was cool. Uh, so there was a little bit of an announcement. A little bit more about Nintendo's online service came out. Uh, it will have cloud saves, but some Nintendo Switch games will not support cloud saves, namely things like... Um, Splatoon 2, Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee and Pikachu, uh, NBA 2K19, FIFA 19, Dead Cells, Dark Souls Remasters, all of these games will not have cloud saves on the Switch, despite having cloud saves on PS4 and Xbox One. What's the reasoning behind that? Nintendo's official reasoning uh, was that they basically don't want people to be able to do copy glitches or the save scrubbing in dead cells that i was talking about last time i would imagine they don't want you to do that in dark souls either yeah like they don't want you to be able to trade away your mewtwo in pokemon and then just download your save again and you have mewtwo back is kind of their gotcha their their reasoning for that and you know with 2k19 and fifa19 i assume those have some type of um i feel like i've been using cloud saves all wrong (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the the sports games have like the ultimate team stuff yeah. with them, so you can like buy the um, card packs or whatever and set up your ultimate team. So I assume they don't want you to be able to trade away cards or like I don't know mess around with their ecosystem using gotcha. cloud saves. So bit of a bummer, kind of weird that like most of those games support the cloud saves on other platforms. Maybe they wish that. They couldn't, or something like that, yeah. and Nintendo allowed them that latitude to do so. But uh, yeah, I mean, whatever. Yeah. I, I, to be honest, I would be fine if it was like, a, oh, you can upload your cloud save, but you can't download it for like a day or something like. I don't know. Just figure something out. Because right. for me, it's just like a peace of mind of like, if my Switch gets stolen or whatever, I'm not going to lose my progress in any of the games that I've been playing. But. Right. Right. I gotcha. Yeah, uh, two quick other news points that I just remembered. Uh, number one, in relating to Switch, they are releasing Civ Six on Switch yes. the day before my birthday. So if anyone wants to buy it for me, I will play with you. 
until the end of time. <laughs> there you go. And the second thing I wanted to mention was uh, about the cross-play nonsense that keeps coming up here and there. Sony came out and responded and said, we have the best platform, period. That's why we're not doing it. So... <laughs> Fuck you, basically. Yeah. And Sony, you want to know something? Fuck you. You don't have the best platform. You know why you don't have the best platform? Because not only does the shit have to fucking download to update, but when it's done downloading, it then has to copy. And then when it's done copying, it has to install. And that's bullshit. It's a three-step process to fucking update a game. (laughs) You have the most bullshit, convoluted, nonsense experience on your fucking OS. Fix that shit. And then you will have the best experience. Until then, fuck off. That's what I have to say. Why do I need more than 80 gigs free to install an 8 gig update? That is bullshit. Because they have the to entire f- game because it was takes actually up 60 gigs. Because it's actually 80 gig update, and they want you to have like they they want to just they want to tell you it's eight, so you they, that you'll download it, and then it's it's actually 80. And my auto updates still don't work right, even though I have it turned on. I really wish that these consoles had more to do with like space management you know i'm one of those guys that was like i'm gonna defrag my hard drive today because i really need to clean shit up right now yeah and i wish i could do that on these consoles because like i feel like whenever i cancel a download for something that i'm that i accidentally started downloading from playstation plus that i just wanted to add to my library or something like that i always have that point in my mind where i'm like oh well there's you know, 30 megs that are just going to sit there with like garbage in them that probably aren't marked as yeah. trash and can't be overwritten by anything else. Right. So I wish there was something that was like, clean up everything that's not actually a thing on my hard drive. Yeah. Because there's even a well, that's, section. And that's I mean, a, like that's you the can sort do of thing. with Windows or Mac OS. Yeah, with like or... literally any of the computer. You should be able to do this on all the modern consoles. That's and, the sort of thing where like it, it just. Uh, if if they would focus on the OS experience itself, like and not and Sony's not the only one. I think the Microsoft is uh, Xbox has gotten better, but the the load times and just like how quickly it or how long it takes to scroll through everything to like the the functionality of the UI is awful, and they yeah. just need to update that kind of shit. Yeah, the we've certainly like Microsoft. I think has tried to update their stuff. As often as they used to on they, the 360, they just need to go back to the don't. blades. Go back to the blades. Well, that's the that thing. was like I mean, the most functional OS on a on a console I've ever seen in my life. They went from like the blades to like the Metro Tile type stuff, and now I feel like they've just kicked out three different iterations of the Metro Tile stuff, and it's never been like, oh, this feels fundamentally better than the last one. They all just feel and, slow and yeah. buggy to me. And kind of just got away from the tile thing recently too. Yeah, it's like so. Like it, I feel like they. You know, they have these teams that are working on that stuff, but they never really quite get it up to snuff. And I don't understand why it takes, you know, years at this point to get back to where the feature set of, like, the the OS from the Xbox One is now up to snuff with all the features that were in the Xbox 360. Like, it always feels like there's that lag time in between. Because they rebuilt everything, and they're like, oh, well, we don't need that for launch or something like that. No, mm. just work on it, did and then start, put your console Did we just start talking about Destiny all of a sudden? No. <laughs> See, we didn't even make... I mean, other than John's foreskin joke. You're the one well, who just shat on Destiny. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Now, the anyway. only other gripe I was going to say about the, the thing with, with PlayStation is that when I was downloading my Rainbow Six update... The update had finished downloading, and it was in the copying stage. The copying stage froze, I gotta, 
it completely froze because the system decided that Destiny Foreskin was more important. <laughs> and I didn't even buy a Foreskin. Oh, yeah. I haven't played that game in months. No, you got to download it, though. But it, it like... I haven't touched that game. You should download it though. In months, yeah. and and it decided it was going to download it, and that froze the Rainbow Six update. So I went in and just deleted the Foreskin download, and then Rainbow Six started back up again. And it yeah, was but fine. what if you downloaded Destiny Foreskin? I I don't know. What if? I don't know. You should let it finish and see where it goes. I'm good. But no, I mean the there's something weird about the Rainbow Six downloads too, because literally any time that any other game patches. The copying step happens like instantaneous for me. That is literally the only game where it you takes have, you have gigabit way internet. longer. No, no, no. I'm just talking about the copying step. The copying step is fine. Like, yeah, it'll download quickly for me. That's fine. Yeah. But I still have that. Like, it'll sit on oh four percent copying, six percent copying, and it'll do that forever with yeah. Rainbow Six. And it's the only game I own that it does that with. Interesting. Maybe it's Ubi Games because they're like updating three years worth of Rainbow Six. Yeah, I, I don't but. even know how long it took me because once I I logged in and I realized that the what size the update was and how long it said it was going to take, I just shut it off, and <laughs> then it was ready the next day when there I turned it on. So, yeah, anyway, it's supposed to be downloading them without my say so when it's in standby, but it's just not doing it. It sounds like there's something weird with like space being earmarked on your hard drive. That's why you need more space when you have 80 gigs for an 8 gig update. You should update. just buy a second Pro and put it on top of the first one yeah, and then so daisy chain like them all together. Layers. So you like honestly like a, what you like should do is Pro Pro. you should use an external and copy all the games you care about and then wipe your PS4, copy all those games back and then it'll probably work like magic for another year and then it'll fuck up again cuz we'll that's yeah. how video we'll games work. Yeah. Anyways, but, let's what do you want to talk about first? Let's hit the topic one button and see what it is. <sighs> Donut, Donut County. County. All yeah. right. We've all played Donut County. Yes. Did we all beat it? I am Sadly, I didn't beat it. It's because 10 minutes long. How did you not <laughs> yeah, beat it? That's what I was expecting. Because everyone was talking about how short it was, but every time I sit down and play it, I'm like, oh, this isn't going to end Did you yet. like put you know one thing in the hole no, and then exit out? He's he's envious of the hole because when he put things in it, it gets bigger. And when he puts things in his hole, it gets smaller. So he's just he's it's just hole envy. Plus is what that he hole has. can get way bigger than my mouth. It gets so open. big it can eat like mountains and stuff. So we talked about Donut County I'm on our past episode. I'm pretty sure I'm episode. almost done. I got to like the lab level. Okay. Brian's yeah. the only person who can't eat a Tootsie Roll sideways. <laughs> I also didn't, once I found out how short it was, I didn't want to rush through it. That's fair. It's fine. It, it's fun to just play before I go to bed and stuff. Donut County is a game that we talked about at PAX. It was made by one man over like six years. and uh, Literally, he, all you do is put things in a hole in the ground and the hole gets bigger. Some small puzzles. You Just, drag a hole around to swallow stuff up. It is awesome on the iPad. That's where I played it. It was the, it That's was where I the it perfect too. experience for an iPad. Uh, it was like $5. It's worth every penny. In Did he make everything, including the music? I don't know that for sure. The music is supposedly up on streaming services as well, awesome. by the way. The music really is really like good. The music that, is fantastic. I want that duck quack sound for my uh from like a notification tone yeah. on my phone. I'm also yeah. disappointed I didn't buy a shirt. 
Yeah, I'm I happy have. I have one, but I haven't washed it in a while. I need yeah. to do laundry. But the, yeah, Donut County is a great game. It's very cheap. It has cool little polygon-looking yeah, graphics. It's very cheap. It is very cheap on iOS. I would recommend a, some form of touch device to play it on because I feel like that's the best experience. Um, I I played it using a controller at PAX, and it wasn't terrible, but it just feels better using your finger yeah. on the screen. It's just it's, it's made for that. Relaxing. Yeah, and you don't have to have your finger directly where the hole is no. yep. so you can still at least see where the yep. hole is just by dragging your finger close to it um yeah it's five dollars on ios so you, um, there's no reason not to get it but uh and also if PS4, you install it then you get the yeah. sticker pack for ios so you can have yeah. awesome bk the raccoon stickers oh, i didn't know your, that which you also get on pc or steam uh, or uh, os x or ps4 yeah that's pretty cool but it's like it's like 12 or 15 I think it's 12 bucks. I think that's a little steep for this game. I think it's worth it. I see here's the thing is like this game we reduce it down to dragging a hole around and swallowing stuff because that's what the game is but like the story of it all I think while being kind of twee and cutesy it's it's kind of an interesting allegory for like the gentrification of san francisco and los angeles and like like it's just yeah i can see that it's it's a really it's a funny i don't know it's like an interesting abstraction of all of that and i think that like there are not many games that make me laugh out loud but a lot of like the conversations and then also the trashopedia which gives you a little Uh flavor text on every item that you swallow a lot the trashopedia has great flavor text in it and it's worth reading every single one of the items so it's i mean it's it's a for five bucks, it's great. For twelve bucks, it's okay. Uh, but I would recommend that everybody play it because it's just fun. It's just a goofy, goofy game. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a fun experience, and I that's like I don't have children, and I won't anytime soon. Knock on wood. But it would be a great game to sit down with a three-year-old and just hand it to them and yeah. be like, "Here, play this and shut up," <laughs> and then just watch them drag the hole around and like they would figure out like, "Oh, things fall in the hole," and like, "Oh, bigger things fall in the hole," and like it just—I feel like it would be a great game to sit down with a kid and watch them play. Literally, the only bad thing about this game is that it's too short. Like, yeah. I wish there was more of it, um, but I don't feel like. I would, or just all. like even if there were like time trials like how quickly can you get everything in the hole That'd like, be pretty just cool. little things like that would be cool but other than that like it's you know cool art style cool music a fun experience uh i really like the ending once you actually beat the game i'm not going to spoil it for brian yeah uh or our listeners but it's a it's a lot of fun so uh yeah what's what's number two alex press the button right, are we all done on donald county yeah okay press it. we'll touch back in with with brian after he uh finishes the game press the button i was trying before i came over yeah press it all right topic two spider-man, Spider-Man. so i got to play spider-man for playstation 4 it came out this past friday uh it is a spider-man game and it's very much like um a spider-man game the arkham games the batman arkham games spider-man zero dawn I wouldn't really call it that. Honestly, it's more like Arkham City or Arkham Knight. Like, I think that is the most direct comparison that you can make. Um, it's got the Batman combat of using uh, two different attack buttons. You got Square, which does your, like, melee kicks and punches. Your triangle does, like, web moves with the the uh, combat and then circles like a dodge. And your spider sense tells you when to dodge, and you can perform takedowns using circle and triangle when your focus bar fills up. All of that is very Batman. So if you don't like the Batman Arkham games, 
you probably won't like Spider-Man. That being said, uh, the game's got a lot of character to it. It's very much Peter Parker. He's very upbeat and relentlessly optimistic about things, which is pretty great in the current climate of the world that we live in. Uh, there's also a little bit of that bleeding into it because J. Jonah Jameson has retired from the Daily Bugle and he now has a podcast and he's basically Alex Jones. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you can turn off the podcast in the in the menu if it gets annoying, but I think it's hilarious, so it's fun to listen to. It's like It sounds like the dude playing J. Jonah Jameson is doing his best Brian Cranston, or it might be Brian Cranston. I don't know. But that's it's, awesome. It's it's they a, did have a very large budget for this game. From what yeah. I understand, Gladish says in the chat, "Don't you dare spoil something important." I'm not going to spoil anything important. I'm not far enough to spoil anything. Yeah, I don't important. want you to either. I do fully intend on playing this eventually. I yeah, just, I, I, you guys know how spoiler phobic like I am. Two so I'm, week. I'm not. I'm gonna, not so spoil away. I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm about 15 percent complete with the game at this point. I think I really only played for like maybe six hours or so. Yeah, the Kotaku um, guys said the story is like pretty easy to breeze through. You don't have to do the open world stuff, but yeah. the open world stuff is a lot of fun. That's the really weird thing about playing a Spider-Man game is that you get these different objectives. You can go and like collect Peter's backpacks that he's hidden around the city with like extra or not supplies, but like they usually have an item with them where he gives a little voiceover and it informs a little bit more about Peter and the people around him. Or you can take pictures of landmarks. Um, or you can like fight little crimes that pop up. And the weird thing about it is, is like when I'm going around doing things or I have like an endpoint that I want to get to, like the next mission on the map and a crime pops up, I'm like, shit, I'm Spider-Man. Like, do I really have to go deal with that right now? <laughs> but Damn like, right you do. But the, that's the thing is that like, if you want to be as Peter Parker as you possibly can, you kind of need to drop everything and deal with that. Cause that's what Spider-Man would do. So there's this real like interesting way of playing the game of like i can either do the actual peter parker and get interrupted by every little siren that i hear and go take care of it or i can just mainline the story and not really play it like peter parker so it's kind of up to you what you want to do the funny thing is is there was like a car chase that i was like i don't have time to deal with that right now i'm not gonna bother and then like the next actual day in my life, I picked the game up again and started playing. And then I heard there was a J. Jonah Jameson thing that popped up. And it was like, yeah, I heard that there was this uh, s- this car chase that happened. And somebody ended up dying. And Spider-Man didn't even do anything about it. And I was like, god damn it. I should have done something. <laughs> That's about actually that really clever. It, it was interesting. <laughs> and, and you know, it, it prob- it, I'm sure it'll happen to everybody at some point in the game. But it was just this, like... It gets you into that Peter Parker headspace of, like, I need to spread myself too thin because I have great power and great responsibility. So I think they touched on that really well. Um, The story seems to be pretty standard Spider-Man stuff. Things have kind of shuffled around from what I'm used to because Peter's not, like, working at the Daily Bugle in this game and stuff like that's not a spoiler, so don't worry, Gladish, but, like... Things are shuffled around in terms of like who, who's doing what compared to what I'm used yeah, to. Yeah, because this this takes place what like eight years after he's out of high school, I think. 
I don't know for sure. Maybe eight, eight years after he got bit by the spider, I think is like where it takes place. That makes that makes sense. Line. He seems so like, like he's in like, like his mid twenties. Yeah, he like knows his powers and what he's capable of, and it's like he's like in the thick of it at this point. There's a history of that he has with the villains and things like that. The people yeah. who pop up, everyone um, knows who he is around the city. It's not like it's a mystery that there's some dude slinging webs and fighting crime yeah but it's really interesting to see the things that they are like holding on to for potential sequels and stuff like that or maybe later in the game i don't know how things are going to turn out but it's it's interesting it's not following the movies at all so if you haven't seen spider-man homecoming that's totally fine because it has nothing to do with this but it is kind of in the mcu right no not at all because there's a wakanda and embassy yeah. And stuff like that. Well, but all of that stuff is true in, like, the Spider-Man comic, too. Okay. Like, you know, you can find, I think, Jessica Jones's uh, law, or her in, her alias investigations office, but, I mean, that was true, because they all take place in New York, so it's right. like, but it's not it the, linked. It is the universe of Marvel, but not the MCU, necessarily. Yes. Yeah, they don't, they're not. I don't know that they're necessarily shying away from using any X-Men or anything like that. Well, they they really can't use MCU, though, because Spider-Man is owned by Sony. This whole game was done by Sony. This has literally yeah. next to nothing to do with Marvel other than the fact that, like... It is titled Marvel's Spider-Man, though. Right, like, but it was it was done by Insomniac, right? It was and, actually developed by Insomniac and obviously produced, produced by, by Sony, Sony but yeah. I think Marvel... I think the like Marvel creative team might have had more to do with it. Like it feels, I think it is more in line with where the comics are for Peter Parker okay. right now, rather than the movies or anything like that. But Gladys wants to know if it's good. <laughs> also, hi Barry. There, I said it. His girlfriend Barry said hi. Oh, hi. Um, hi. Yeah, the it. I think it's very good. If you like the Batman Arkham games, I think it's good. I'm not great at the Batman Arkham combat. But this feels a lot looser, so I'm better at it than I am in the Batman games. There's a lot of variety in that combat, um, and and I, you know, I it just seems like a very fun game to be playing. And I like the clip of like, oh, I'm gonna go and do a story mission, then I might run around and collect some backpacks and fight some crimes, and then how good keep does going. the swinging around the city feel? It's incredible. That seems most important. It's a little, like, daunting and scary at first. (laughs) But once you learn, like, the rhythm of doing it and how cool you can make Peter look as he, like, spins and, like, does tricks and stuff as you're swinging through the city, Do you get points for doing tricks on the web? You can do, like, it'll rack up more focus, and you use that focus to either heal yourself or perform takedowns on okay. enemies. That's cool. So you can like build all of that up so that when you do run into an enemy, you can just immediately take them down at the end of like a momentum swing, essentially. That's sweet. But um, And I think you can eventually unlock a skill that lets you do actual tricks and will uh, like give you like five experience points or something like that. That's cool. But it feels great. It looks amazing on my pro. Uh, the load times are great on the Pro. It loads way faster than like a lot of other open world games do. Um, but no, I think it's very good. And cool. I'm glad it's out. Uh, and I'm going to play more of it. Sweet. So I hope at some point they make a uh, like a runner-style Spider-Man game for VR where you're just swinging. And like- <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was thinking. As I was swinging through it, I was like, man... 
This would be horrible in VR, but also great. <laughs> it would be terrifying, but it'd be great. Yeah, no. And, and uh, That's the one that comes with the vomit bag that you yeah. strap to the bottom of the helmet, <laughs> yeah. so you can just puke right into and it. it like, mm-hmm. Oh, this is so awesome! <laughs> it actually look, it looks like Spider-Man's suit. Yeah. It's got the design on it. The uh, the suits. Speaking of the suits, the suits that they have are really cool. Uh, they have a wide variety of like movie and uh, comic book suits. Every suit you unlocked has an ability with it, and you can swap the abilities across suits. So if you really uh, yeah. like an ability that a suit has, you are not tied to using that suit if you don't like how it looks. Excellent. That's cool. There's also like other suit mods that modify damage and stuff like that, and there's gadgets like. Impact web shooters that immediately like web somebody to the wall, or he's got a little drone that you can use to like annoy enemies and distract them or draw them away and stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It it seems like a great quality open world Spider Man game. I never played Spider Man Two on the PS Two or Xbox, the movie Spider Man Two game, which was really good. That was like the pinnacle of Spider Man games before this one. Yeah. But uh, I've I've heard people that enjoyed that one are enjoying this one immensely as well. So cool, yeah. Cool. What's next? Press the button. Number three. Nothing. Oh, Destiny <laughs> Two Forsaken. Foreskin. Yep. Forsaken. Brian, you're the only one who's played it. Yeah. But I before was, you jump uh, into it, okay. I will say I listened to the Kotaku split screen p- uh, podcast episode. Where they talked about Forsaken, and it makes me want to buy it. So, you may begin. I, I watched the Giant Bomb Quick Look, and the Gambit Mode looks like a lot of fun. <laughs> the Gambit Mode is so much fun. Gladish said, okay, guys, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, Gladish. See you, buddy. Um, yeah, I, uh, I, I would love to be up to speed on Destiny, but number one, I don't want to put the work in. Number two... You actually uh, don't have to put the work in. You do, though. Like, I have to keep up with things and, like, get my gear up so I can do raids and shit. And I don't want to do that. I just want to hop in and play the game and have fun. Well, I mean, like, that's if you never just been what wanted Destiny to is. play Forsaken and you got, like, the, uh, what was the Legendary Edition that has all the DLC or whatever. Um, which, you get which I would one, literally have to do. You get one character boost. And instead of, like, the old way of just, like, raising your level and giving you, like, higher power armor, it actually pretends that you finished the campaigns for yeah. all the DLC and it's uh, like and the original hey, game. Pay us some money, you don't have to play And it puts pay, you to level three. Game. Yeah. yeah. If you give us money, you don't have to play Destiny. Well no, it's good for people <laughs> that are starting over like on PC and stuff. And that's kind of where it is. Like I would basically need to pay sixty dollars regardless of platform in order to play this game. Yeah. Pretty much. Which kind of sucks. And then I also would need to pay more money to get the content coming out next year but anyway yeah how's the actual content Brian? yeah let's not talk about the let's talk about the story business tell me about the, the, shi- the shitty parts of destiny tell me about the story um you are uh, essentially you have to tell me the actual story just tell me how it is <laughs> okay I, I know the point of, it's a, i know the it's point a ton of, of fun and it, okay. it's definitely I mean, there's still lighthearted moments, and of course, because it's Destiny, but uh, it's definitely a, a darker story than before, obviously, because uh, as everybody knows, Cade dies in the beginning, <gasps> and then you avenge him, more or less. No. But it's a little more complicated than that. Um, but it's just a ton of fun. Like, you basically, you hunt down all of these barons, 
which are kind of unique bosses on on themselves. And then um, beyond are, are that, are any of them red barons? No, actually. do they throw any pizza? There are no uh, biplanes in this. No game. biplanes or pizza. <laughs> there is a, a pretty cool chase with some uh, pikes, though. Like one of the bosses is the rider mobile. Yeah. yeah. The rider. Yeah. That seemed interesting. Like the way that the mission worked, you had to use one of their pikes and get it calibrated. So you would speed boost around for a while and it was really bad at boosting and it like burns up the mm-hmm. ground behind you until you like fully calibrate it. And then you have to use the guns to shoot things for like a little bit of it in order to calibrate the guns. And they like aim really horribly for a while until you calibrate it. So it was like, yeah, you can play Destiny, but it's even worse. <laughs> Until, yeah, sure. I'm, I'm really I'm just also like when I'm you really first get it, it's broken, and, and then uh, when you use it more, it gets fixed, right? <laughs> so, so this, these the pikes are a metaphor for the game as a whole. That's pretty deep, John. <laughs> <laughs> Keep going. I I can't. Why not? I can't keep my No, okay. All right. So the story is is really well done. It how long is it? What did you say about 4 or 5 hours? Longer than the Taken King, not okay. as long as the original Destiny 2 campaign. Okay. Um it took me like 2 days to get through it all. I right, so at the end of Warmind, how you were at level 30? Yeah. Okay. So and go, then there's 20 levels in yeah, this, there's right? Yeah, 20. And that that took I think longer than the story for me to actually cap out. Okay. Which is unusual for a Destiny game. And I heard that there are uh, new skilled trees for every subclass that you have, even the old ones. But you need to get an item in order to unlock them. Yeah. I mean, they kind of just hand you the first one. Yeah. Like, Destiny 2 worked that way, too. Like, you got the first subclass and then the other ones kind of... Just happen randomly. You had to work I, for him. From what bit. I understand, the item you get um, from a like an event that is in the Dreaming City. The Dreaming City isn't just a raid in this game. It's like it's a, it's a whole zone that you can explore. So there's actually two new zones in this one, um, and they're both pretty significant. Like the Dreaming City isn't as big as the Tangled Shore, but there's a lot of secrets and stuff involved. And it's uh, it's incredible to look at. It's just it's like the uh, Awoken's uh, like They're, hidden base or okay. whatever. I guess Where, you could is call it, it. Is it in like a? Is it on a planet or is it like somewhere else in space? It's it's in the it's in the asteroid belt. I thought. Yeah, you you can see okay. it from the Tangled Shore, but you can't like just fly there. It's all part of the reef was my understanding. Like this whole expansion is, is like yeah. the reef. Like, okay. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that, but now you know. Yep. But um yeah, they do some interesting things that I'd rather not spoil. No, that's cool. Yeah, don't, you spoil. don't spoil anything. Um so how is Crucible now? Way more fun. And why? Because they changed up the weapon slot system. It just makes it so you have more options, like you can actually use shotguns and rocket launchers at the same time. Okay. Or if you're crazy, you can try to use three shotguns at once. Did it like split the difference in terms of the Destiny 1 loadout and the launch Destiny 2? Like, Basically, yeah. yeah. They, they kind you can, of took the best of both systems and came up with this, which I, I definitely think is the best. You can system. still use like two primaries. 
And like, yeah, it they certain items drop for certain slots basically, but there are hand cannons for both slots that drop. Kind of similar to Destiny Two. I'm looking for a heavy hand cannon that looks like the one the Joker uses in the first Batman movie with with uh, There's Michael nothing Keaton. that long, but there are ones that hit pretty hard. <laughs> it's like four feet long, and he pulls it out of his <laughs> pants and aims it at the Batwing. That would be awesome. That would be really sweet. But um, it's yeah, just a really like long hand that. cannon. Um. So what's the time to kill? Like, is it better or worse or the same or? It's way shorter. Way shorter? Yeah. Do you feel like you can solo kill, like, multiple people, multiple guardians, or do you feel like you still if have you to team kill? No, the team killing thing isn't as common anymore. Okay, so that kind of answers like Gladys' shooting. question of, uh, do people actually die? Yes, they do. They In, do. Uh, three hits with a hand cannon now. Okay, that seems kind of normal. That's cool. Uh, are there one-hit headshots, he's asking? Yeah. yeah. Well, not with the hand cannon. Not no. with the hand cannon. Okay. that's kind of, That kind of sucks. Um, the shotgun meta is definitely back for now, but I have no problem with that, honestly. Just don't let people get close to you if you don't want to play that way. Are you, are you super pumped now that the stats on your guns can vary again? Absolutely. Yeah, because every time I get the same gun... Um, it's slightly different. There might be so, a reason to yeah. not immediately infuse Like, I'm it. keeping, like, four different versions of the same gun right now because they all have different stats, and I'm not sure which one I like most. I heard they also made the infusing costs much more, like... Expensive? Yeah. They Is are, but um, they're not unaffordable. You just okay. have to... It just makes you think about what you want to infuse more. You're not going to infuse it along the way. You're going to wait until you, like... Oh, I can make a big jump on this yeah. gun. I do feel like it's a little high with the uh, the exotics because I think they require more master cores, and that's an item that's not hard, not easy to find right okay. now. Like you basically you get those by breaking down masterwork. Yeah, and I, I guess that's nothing. That, I mean, you know, they used to have raid Typical gear that you couldn't stuff. upgrade at all. Yeah, yeah. So. they they brought back like the resources. On each planet are actually used in the upgrades and stuff. Okay. Which I don't really mind because, like, everything just being a token was super boring. Yeah. And uh, it it actually gives me a reason to go to certain planets once in a while. Um, yeah, but they just, like, the... Oh, they added a, a couple strikes to... Um, and you do actually play through them throughout the story, right? One of them is... Uh, you don't have to actually. Oh, really? But okay. one of them is like kind of, it follows the story because you go back to the prison of elders. Mm. Um, that that strikes probably the best design strike I've ever played, for, out of both games. It and it's it's so cool, especially if you've played the first game because it has a lot to do with that game. But um, it's still fun. I mean, either way, I'm sure. But yeah, I don't know. What like, about? I feel like if if you don't mind spending money on Destiny, still, <laughs> it's totally worth it. But that was going to be what my question: is like all things considered, and except for okay, so don't factor in your PlayStation purchases, but factor in like what you've spent on Destiny on PC. Is it worth it still to invest this extra like forty bucks to get this expansion? In your opinion, I think it's forty dollars worth of content. Totally okay. 
Like, I've, there's still a lot for me to do that I haven't finished yet. And the raid hasn't even dropped. Um, I've seen some of the raid area. You can kind of peek your head around it. Um, it looks pretty wild. But um, there's also a lot of uh, lore in the game that... I mean, D2 is kind of light on that shit. Yeah. They brought back, like, being able to find, like, dead ghosts and stuff. And all the lore is actually in the game. And I was... I kept picking up a bunch, and I never read any of it. And I looked in the the lore tab today, and it's pretty substantial. Like, one item is, like, pages of text. John's back in. That's cool. So... Well, I mean, that kind of interests me, because it makes me want to go... I deleted Destiny Ghost Stories from my podcast queue... And I'd be interested to like, kind of hop back into that and see what those guys are talking about. If they're because they had stopped making, they had stopped making episodes for a really long time. So they were like, we don't know what to do with like the lack of grimoire stuff. And yeah, they started uh, Ghost Night or uh, Fortnite Ghost Stories is what they started. Really? No, I made that up. <laughs> but they were playing Fortnite at the like the last time I had listened. All right. So in all serious here seriousness. In all serious here. The year two DLC, which is Curse of Osiris and Warmind, you need to buy those to play Forsaken. Yeah, which okay. isn't any different than the Taken King. Agreed. Yeah, that's an, that's that's fair, but that's I think they were on sale for ten dollars a piece. Oh yeah. I don't know if they're still on sale for ten dollars a piece, but okay. at this point now you need to spend sixty dollars to purchase Destiny two with. Curse of Osiris, Warmind, and Forsaken. That is the package that is now in stores. Mm-hmm. But you said you get a you get a you get a uh, a, a level skip like a yeah, character. Yeah, you get one that you can use. So I think you can buy additional ones, which is ridiculous. So but. basically, like for somebody like me who stopped before Curse of Osiris came out, but would maybe still like to see Curse of Osiris and Warmind content, you could still go back and play it. I think. Can you though? Because I heard you couldn't. Oh, like I think what you problem. I think what you said at the beginning of this is that you can like it acts as though you completed all of that once you use it. Yeah, good point. Like I've I've heard that you might not actually go, be able to go back and play that content. Do I feel like you'd be missing out? You on don't. Much? I know you don't. Not really. Because you guys you but guys I, both actually, played it and we're kind of. I like, did like the Warmind stuff, and it's there's a lot of stuff they added with Warmind post campaign yeah that um really keeps you busy for a while like i mean in a good way uh i think Chris of osiris was kind of garbage yeah and like i like replaying through that felt like a chore when i had to it's do it still again. just kind of weird to me of like we're gonna require you to play this but if you use our level skip or we're gonna require you to purchase this but if you use our level skip that you get with Forsa- forsaken then you literally cannot play the stuff that you had to purchase in order to purchase Forsaken. It's kind of weird to me and yeah. a bit backwards thinking, but I, I think I'm in a weird position of like, you know, I mean, maybe maybe Gojo and Nick are playing on PS4, but you guys yeah, you are can, playing on PC. So you can buy the expansion pass for $20 with both... Season oh, they, one and two. It. Okay. It's twenty dollars. I'm looking at it right now, and then you have to pay forty dollars for the uh, Forsaken. Ex- for Forsaken expansion, or 
you can pay $60 and get everything. Yeah. My question is, if I buy the $60 version of the game, can I then gift the other copy of the can. base game no. to a friend? Not the way See, the Blizzard store is set up. That's bullshit, in my opinion. I agree. Like, why would I want to spend $60 and get less content when I could get it? Well, and you're th- not really, because you but already they, have it anyways. But they should promote you giving that copy to someone that would be, else to get them That would be a really smart thing for them to do, yeah. yeah. That's what I would do, is just do that and then give you a copy. Although, did you get one? Did you buy it on PC? I no? don't... No, I didn't end up getting it on PC. Yeah. It so, was sold out, wasn't it? Yeah, I like, I thought about it, and I was like, well, I'll see if it's here and then it wasn't there and I was like whatever I don't care enough but I definitely think it's worth switching platforms but then again it depends on who you want to play with like I could see you just if you just kept playing if you did play it and you kept playing on PS4 I would just do those other like DLCs just yeah play yeah well them. yeah like if I wasn't because gonna like try and, and and hang with anybody but literally if nobody's gonna play with me like Gojo's already been going hard at it I'm sure with Forsaken I don't know if Nick is or not but there's literally going to be almost nobody for me to play with on, on PS4. And that's fine. Like, I'm not heartbroken about it because I don't care that much. But, like, the Gambit mode did look really cool. The Gambit mode is a lot of so fun. So we should and talk very, about that a little bit. It's very unique. But I, it would be nice to pick it up on PS4. I'm glad I wouldn't have to pay, play through the story again with the level skip. But then I also would be tossing Curse of Osiris and Warmind out. So that's a bit of a bummer to me. Like, I wish they had a way to... Bridge the gap or something like that. I don't know, but... Yeah, good point. So, anyway, the Gambit mode sounds like the most MOBA-ish that Destiny has ever been. You are... It's a 4v4... or It's it's a four-player co-op where you're also competing against another four-player team. PvEVP. Yes, PvEVP. Uh, and it sounds like there's opportunities so basically you're going into arena you're killing monsters and collecting moats and once Mm -hmm. you collect enough moats and turn them in at the kiosks you get uh you summon your like final boss essentially there's more to it than that well and yeah so explain that at different parts throughout the round you're able to cross into the other team's arena there's a specific mechanic for that i think it's like every 20 five moats yeah it's like the it's at thirds in the bar yeah and then randomly as randomly afterwards yeah but uh, and and you can like either kill other team member like the other team's members in order to like make them drop their moats which do not cannot be picked up by another player you only have 30 seconds when you invade too yeah and you're automatically taken out if you don't do anything. If you invade or, while the final while the final boss is out, you can kill mobs in order to heal their boss. Yeah, which gives you more time to kill your boss and win that round. And is it the best of three rounds? Actually, killing when you invade and you kill the other players, that heals their. Oh, it's not you. You don't their boss. Okay, you're not killing mobs. You're just killing the players right. to then heal yes. the, heal the boss. Okay. You don't kill any mobs when you go to the other okay. side. Okay, I misunderstood that part. You only attack players, and you can see where they all are, and they can't see where you're at. But you do glow in red to make it easier to spot you. Yeah. But like, if you're behind an object, like the it's pretty hard. The team to that see. you're invading can't see you. Yeah. And they're usually very busy because Gambit's not easy. Like the, the no. enemies in it are high level enemies, and power level actually makes a difference in that game. Mode. Yeah. Um. It's really interesting because there's a lot of different ways you can play as far as like teamwork goes, and I've noticed that playing 
with randos is way more difficult than playing with a team. Yeah, being uncoordinated. Yeah. Who's turning in most. Because it it seems to work best if some people just kill and the other people only collect Collect and kill here and there. Interesting. Because the other mechanic that you didn't cover is... Every 5, 10, or 15 motes you deposit, you send a blocker to the other side, which is uh, a mob that, when it's sent over, it spawns by the uh, opponent's bank, and the bank locks. It, like... So you cannot turn goes in into the ground. Yeah, until the blockers are defeated. And at 5 motes, you send a small blocker, at 10, a uh, large, or a medium, and then 15 is a large. Fifteen is the most you can hold on to, because right? like the more that you're collecting and not turning in, is the more you can lose. Because if you die, those motes yeah, go to waste. Yeah, completely gone. And the respawn timer is pretty high too, so dying is just not good in general. Uh, yeah, Jason Schreier from Kotaku was saying that when they, when he and Kirk Hamilton were playing. Uh, gambit that they were playing it helps to have someone on your team who's just a crucible assassin because when you can get that person over to the other side they just slaughter the other team and they were saying that their one friend I think his name is Max or Matt or something like that maybe I don't remember exactly but whenever they'd send him over they can't see what he's doing but all they could hear is him laughing his ass off (laughs) while he's slaughtering the whole other team because he's just a crucible G. That's really it's really cool. That's a cool blending of PvP and PvE. Yeah, as far as I can tell, like everybody seems to enjoy this. Whether they're mostly a PvP or a PvE person, like I feel like there's something for everyone in yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Because it's still a competitive mode. But uh, like people like you that probably don't like Crucible, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. I didn't play that much of it, but um, you would probably really enjoy it. Still. The uh... How are the rewards? Like, are you getting they're, exotics they're and things like, out of it? And I haven't gotten an exotic. I've only gotten one random exotic. I think they made it very, like, more difficult. Again. Is there, like, Gambit-exclusive gear? There's Gambit-exclusive okay. gear. You you can get it, like, by leveling up, and you can also finish bounties and get gear that way. Okay. Um, every Every single... Vendor I can think of has like, or other than like the gunsmith has bounties. Even Eververse, like Tess Ever, whatever her name is, Eververse. No, Everest. 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 <laughs> she has bounties, and you can actually get like, uh, like cosmetic her, shit. Her, her bounties are: you spend fifty-five <laughs> real dollars, no, and she will give you some silver. <laughs> <laughs> There's even these random bounties called scrapper bounties. Where, like, if you break down a bunch of stuff, you'll just randomly get one, and mm. then it'll, like, basically, it gives you some random objectives, and then if you finish that, it'll give you more resources. It gives you a bunch of other, a bunch of other shit that you can throw away. I heard scrap. you can spend Glimmer to buy shaders that you've already received now. Yes. That's cool. Yeah, they're all in a collection system. Yeah. The collection system, in general, is... So what you're saying is I can delete all the shaders I yeah. have. Yeah, and you can mass delete them now. Oh, well, you can. Good. Because, because they, someone online did the math, and it was <laughs> yeah. like 245, like like some odd years to delete all the shaders in the game right now or something like that. Like, <laughs> all the shaders that have been rewar- yeah. awarded to players. Like some obscene number you, of time. You can do them like five at a time, and it's like an instantaneous thing when you hit the button. Hmm. That's um, cool. And you do that at the Cryptarch, because the Cryptarch is almost useless with other than that function now 
and like you can buy engrams from them. Because when you find engrams in the world now, they decrypt automatically when you pick them up. Oh, that's cool. Which is a great idea. I don't know why they didn't do that in the first place. Yeah. But uh, there's like special engrams that'll drop once in a while that you have to bring to him. But beyond that. I'll, I'll be honest with you right now. I would buy this tonight if, if it, it meant. No, no, no. If it meant I could gift my other copy to somebody else. Because I already have it. But you only spent $8 on that copy. It doesn't matter. That's not the point. I've already spent $108 total on the game. <laughs> okay? $109, technically speaking. If, if, and I, I don't know if it's like, maybe if I go to Best Buy and I buy like the paper copy and like maybe it's a code for the base game and then a code for the expansion pass and then a code for Forsaken, yeah. maybe I can gift that code for the base game to somebody else. Like, I don't know. If it offered me that opportunity, I would do it because that means like I would, I could then could give the code else to it. come and play with me. Well, do they offer a boxed copy for PC? I, I don't know. I'd because have to look into get it. The Gamers Club unlocked on that still. If yours isn't lapsed, there is a boxed copy. Uh, there was at Target earlier well, today. Well, there you go. Then that's less than sixty dollars. That'll make up for your eight dollars. Yeah, but I again, like, I would like to be able to gift that extra copy to somebody else because I like. I'll be honest with this story. I've always been a fan of the Destiny story since day one. I to love be, the story, to and be I honest, want. It like, probably is different download codes, but. Uh, We'd yeah. have to look online further to confirm that. So, I mean, that's something I could probably just post in the in the Reddit forum, and people would answer. Yeah, it for or if me, someone but... is listening and has the answer right now, yeah. But again, like it, the other, the main drawback for me is honestly time. Just time commitment is very difficult for me right now, and I feel like this game is one that I have to put a lot of time into because, like. It's it's fun to play with your friends, and when your friends are all playing one game, like you kind of want to play with them. And I mean, we went through that with with Destiny One. We went through that with uh, the Division for a half second. We went through that with Destiny Two. We've gone through that with Rainbow Six. Like these games are so much more enjoyable when you have your group of friends that you play with. Yeah. And so if if we're all like, I love playing Rainbow Six, and I still want to play it daily, but I don't. I just don't have the time for it. I, I mean, yeah. I guess the nice thing about something like Rainbow Six is you don't fall behind. And yeah, you don't. Yeah. And you, you feel like that with games like this. Yeah. And I, I feel like, at least when I play Rainbow Six, that it's very much like riding a bike, that even though I haven't played it in three weeks or whatever, when I pick it back up, I, I do a couple of warm-up rounds, and then I'm, I'm back where I was, and I feel pretty good about it. Whereas, like, you had a kind of an opposite experience, I feel like. Like, you took time off and came back, and then you just weren't feeling it anymore, but yeah. you still kind of like playing it for the competitive aspect. Is that, like... Yeah, I like playing it because it's fun to play with you guys. Yeah. But that's... And that's the key to all of these sorts of games is like the, these things are just more enjoyable to play with your friends and it's a lot of time commitment and I just feel bad because I don't have a ton of time to play games right now because of my current work situation and that's a huge bummer and it's a bummer because we have this podcast and it's a bummer because I just want to hang out with my homies and play some games yes. but I can't so yeah I, the other thing for me is that like I would be more apt to do this if I could bring my PlayStation character over. Like, I had guns and things that I liked. Honestly, like... And I'm sure I'll get as, more guns, but I can as always... As I've progressed, like, I've gotten to the point to where I left all of my old guns into the, I in get, the vault, because the new stuff's just too cool. I get that, and that's fine, but, like, it would still be and nice to be able to carry that stuff over. You get, like, a lot of the items from... Fuck Original Destiny are still in the See game, in the camera, but there's Forsaken versions of them, which means they roll with random perks now. That's cool. 
which so I found better better devils than I did with the base game. I'm that's fair stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just like I ha- I put all this work into it and to like throw it away. Uh, yeah, it's a bummer. I, I felt like that. I restarted on PC, you know, and I mean within like a month or two, I just didn't really care about what I had on on PlayStation anymore. What was Gladish saying that you were? Uh, he just made a crying emoji, <laughs> and I said "fuck you," and then he laughed at me. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's just that. That's my biggest draw. My my biggest caveat, I guess, for buying this expansion is that I just don't have the time to commit to it. And yeah, well, that's a personal thing. I would rather be playing Spider Man. I would rather be playing Tomb Raider when it comes out this week. I would rather be playing, you know. All of these other games that are coming out. Because I know what Destiny is. I just want to play anything with my friends. Yeah. And so I'm happy that when, you know, I actually had a minute to sit down Friday night and roll through a couple hours of Rainbow Six. Uh, Even though we didn't do great, I had a couple of really great rounds. And that just made me feel really good. And so, yeah, I at some point I can see myself picking up Forsaken, especially considering all the praise it's getting. But it's like I just can't, I can't pay for it right now, just because I just can't, I can't justify it because of the amount of time I'd have to spend playing it. So, how many times are you going to say that? I just have to keep saying it. <laughs> Glad you says Tomb Raider is going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. I'm really excited for Tomb Raider. I've been meaning to actually fire up uh, Shadow of the or what is Rise, Rise of the, of the Tomb Raider Tomb. again and, and like did you finish, finish that. It? No, I still need to finish. Am it. Am I the only one that finished that game? I no, so. I beat it. Oh, did you? Yeah, You're good. I want. Fine. I want to finish. Uh, that's again. Like it's t- it's time commitment. And when I have like that like whatever hour to two hour span of time to sit down with you guys and play games, and everyone's playing Rainbow Six, like I'm just gonna play Rainbow Six. Like I'm not gonna take that time and play Tomb Raider. Yeah. You know, just wait till they put them on Switch. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. That that's a game I definitely don't want to play. On <laughs> it Switch. just looks like PS One Tomb yeah. Raider. <laughs> She's got the triangle boobs again. <laughs> like. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't know. I, Destiny Two sounds good. I'm glad it's good. I'm glad people are happy with it. I hope the raid's cool. It, you know, I don't have I, any I ill will against. I people. think what you're going to see is the is the player base is going to shift. Primarily to PC at this point. I think the, yeah. the console people don't want to be burned by it anymore. They're kind of over it. I think the main... Because PC... Again, PC Master Race, they're hardcore. They spend thousands of dollars making these baller systems that play games at like 180 frames per second or whatever. They're going to be the ones who are going for... The PC community is the smallest one. Right now? By far. Still? Yeah. I figured it would have evened out at this point, but... Not that many people have PCs compared to PS4s, for instance. Fair enough, but I still feel like at least the, the majority of the subreddit, I feel like, is mostly PC players. Well, well the, and they're and a little like more our... dedicated to it, I feel. Like, if you, you can sit there and play, like, Crucible, and you can play two rounds in a row where you get the same people in it, in the matchmaking. Yeah. Because the community is that small. But at the same time, it kind of, it's nice, like kind of knowing the people that you're playing. Right. They're all pretty damn good, too. But anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah, what's what's coming up next? What other games are coming out soon? We're going to pull up the Wikipedia. So, yeah, we got, I think, uh, Tomb Raider releases early for, like, the $90, $100 version that comes out yeah. on Wednesday, I think, or something like that. 
but it actually comes out on Friday, I uh, believe. This week? Yes. Fuck. Dragon Quest Eleven came out this past week, and I've been hearing such good stuff about it that I was almost like, oh, i got to buy this, but then I was like, I don't need to feel 90 hours of my life melt away in one purchase. Yeah. So I didn't do it, but I really wish I could. Um, but yeah, NBA 2K19 coming out on this Tuesday. Just kidding. I mean, it is, but who cares? Um, yeah. Tomb Raider's out on the 14th. We've got, um, I don't know. There's like a lot of stuff coming out between now and I guess our next. Oh, look at that. The Banner Saga trilogy is coming out to Switch. That's cool. I, I saw that, um, Dust and Elysian Tale too. That's a really good game. Yeah. I have that on PC. Um, so there's a lot of stuff coming out, but it looks like the big one's going to be Shadow of the Tomb Raider. So, yeah, for me, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, and then uh, I Valkyria the, Chronicles Four will be a big one. I bought this, yeah. the super version, the ultimate version of Forza Horizon Four, so I actually get to play that early. That will actually be the 28th of September. Oh, that's fun. It's not on there. Why is it's it on, on the list? It's, on, it's in October. Oh. That's the actual it, release. It launches like four days early. Gotcha. Okay, one. I gotcha. Which normally, I don't do that with games, but with those, it's totally worth it, because you get the car pass, you get both expansions, and the VIP thing, and like two other car packs. <laughs> so it's a pretty good deal. Yeah, I think at this point, I mean, so let's talk... Real talk. We'll do some inside baseball just for people who are listening still somehow after all that Destiny talk. Um, I'm willing to put down Spider-Man. I know Nick wants to try it out. I know Willie. I don't know if Willie ended up buying it or not. But I I could hand that off to someone else while I play Tomb Raider. I honestly have no interest in playing Spider-Man for some reason. Um, So I will definitely be picking up Tomb Raider. Okay. I didn't realize it comes out next week. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm going to have a lot of time to game next weekend. But there's always the week after. Yes, I'm speaking in terms of our episode that will be out on the 23rd. I'm tempted to buy Tomb Raider on my PC. Yeah, it looks, it'll look nice. It'll look so good. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to get it on the uh, Xbox. Yeah, I guess I should maybe consider picking it up on the Xbox it's One. It's going to look really good on the X. Cause, uh, sure. I mean, it'll look good on PC, but I don't probably use won't my have PC HDR. My t- yeah, it will. It just will it though. I don't want to hook it to the TV. I don't know. Last couple know. PC like uh, Sea of Thieves doesn't have Destiny HDR. Two does. That's cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, it sounds like next time we will talk about some amount of tomb raider mostly tomb raider probably um maybe a little more spider-man if i if i'm able to play more of it but uh yeah i think that's about it right on well if you want to follow us on social media or see all the places you can listen to or watch the show check out midwestgamers.com slash links the Midwest Podcast Network now has a Patreon. The Patreon is meant to benefit all the shows on the network. You can subscribe for as little as $1 a month and help keep our shows alive and well. Check it out at patreon.com slash midwestpodnet. That's M-I-D-W-E-S-T-P-O-D-N-E-T. Thank you again to Jason K and Gojo for hooking us up with some dough and being our top donors. 
We really appreciate that. And as always, we do appreciate your feedback as well, which you can send to MidwestGameNerds at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on Twitch as well as rate and review us on your favorite podcatcher. Be sure to check out the uh, other episodes of other podcasts that are on the network, Horror Movie Yearbook uh, and Gone to Texas. Those are the most recent ones. Uh, Horror Movie Yearbook puts out episodes weekly. Well, they do every other week. Every other and week. And it's okay. usually with us. So Yeah, gotcha. So you can get your Midwest Podcast Network fixed, like in you know, in one day. Like you get for like two weeks, you, you can listen to us one week, and then you listen to them like the next week, even though they're in line or the other way around, however you want to do it. But you can, you can listen. just binge. Yeah, binge, binge the network, the entire backlog. Yeah, there you go. Go back to the film nights. There's 202 episodes. We're plus. almost at 100. Yeah, we're getting there. We're, getting we're at there. 92. We got to start thinking about what we want to try and do there. But is our, our 100th episode going to be like after the first of the year? I don't know. I'll I'll do the math, no. but yeah. we'll talk about that. Cool. Anyways, yeah. thanks again, everybody, for listening, uh, and we will see you next time. Peace.